106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.30 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with Incubus tickets. And then 8.30, we'll send you to the charge game this weekend where Matthew Fantone will be your host. As he's with me every morning. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I uh, I feel like I'm finally over all the sickness, except for the congestion. I feel like I have so much snot in my head right now, and I, I think my sinuses are just like working overtime or something, but it's just like... Okay, well, all my right. life, it's all I've been doing, dude. Okay, so I so I gave you some of those Zycam like swabs yeah. for the nose. All right, at my house, you, I, I I I wish I would have known. I have like those mucus pills. And you take those, well, it breaks it all up, and then next thing you know, you're good. I I, it's, I mean, it's not chest congestion; it's like actual in sinus like. Oh congestion yeah, good luck with that. Here, and I'm just like, oh, just, good luck with that. I've taken I've taken Sudafed. I've taken this. I've taken that. I've taken the other. I've like I've tried these different like pull on your sinuses and blow your nose, and like I've googled a million different things, but it's just a a, a nonstop sinus fest over here, dude. Music or mu- mucus is 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 ruining my life. I uh, uh I, I love that description because that's who America is. Well, I googled it, and, yeah, and Google says pull on my face and well, blow my. No. I mean, it makes sense if you're taking the pressure. Yeah, off the pressure the off it. Sure, you know. No, I know when you're sick, you're desperate. You'll believe any of that stuff. Like pulling on my face all day yesterday. It's like nah, I WebMD'd it. I think I'm gonna be fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm, I've got I've got that Vicks vapor rub everywhere. My entire house just reeks of that right now. I'm trying to get it. So that's uh that's uh it's the trials and tribulations of the tall guy over here. That's, I, uh, uh, that's a lot of, well, lot of music. That sounds uh yeah. that sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds awful. I was just awful. there. I just I just got over it myself, and I'm not totally better. I still got a little chest stuff going. I on. feel healthy. Like I feel like much better. <laughs> like a week ago, I was sick. There was no yeah, question there was no about, doubt about it. it. But like right now, I'm like, dude, I feel good, except for boogers and. That's uh, that's 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 it. That's it. Yeah, that that kind of stuff that constantly having to, it makes that, that annoys me. And at least I have some like I can breathe a little bit right now. Like last night I was trying to go to bed and I was like just lying there congested, just can't breathe, using afrin, using everything I can. It's just terrible, man. It's too uh, it's too snotty around here, dude. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like maybe maybe the years of abuse I put on my sinuses uh, earlier in my life maybe that's coming back to haunt me right nice. now. You know. Nice. Early 20s, punching me in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I have heard that bad decisions affect your life later on. Yeah, that's, that uh, will, that's a rumor. That, that will happen. That's a rumor. What you do, yeah, it comes back around. What's uh, what's going on with you, buddy? What's so here's up? the thing, man. I... Uh, so I went to That's a Wrap for lunch yesterday, which okay. I haven't been in a little while. Delicious. And I always tell people about That's a Wrap is that that's a hidden gem. Like, it doesn't always get talked about. It doesn't always get thought about. But the, the food is always good, and it's so reasonably priced oh, yeah. it's crazy not to go there yeah have you ever uh, had breakfast there no real good dude you're real good yeah oh i didn't know that was a thing yeah yeah they, oh. they, dude they'll sell you stuff whenever they're like hey you gotta come on eat some of this food. i didn't i didn't realize yeah, that. But they've got like obviously like breakfast wraps and then they just have like waffles and breakfast stuff too, oh no so. i'll try that for sure yeah it's really good yeah i'll absolutely try that so i walked up there yesterday and on my way there and i've seen this person before but dude yesterday like, I saw a beautiful black woman that could honestly, like, dude, she almost broke my ankles because I, like, Jeez. stopped. Like, I stopped. And, Jeez. like, we weren't on the same side of the street, okay? Like, okay. I was walking in the opposite direction. And then I started walking up 6th where 
that's a wrap is, I believe, right? That's sixth north. Yeah. It, right. Like- and she was walking up fifth. So every alley you'd go by, you'd still be able to look over to the left. And there she was. And I'm telling you, dude, like showstopper hot. Jeez. Like, honestly, I've, I've seen her one other time and then and, and walking in the same kind of vicinity. So she either works right there, lives with something. But, like, that's the second time I've seen her, and I'm telling you, dude, like, I tweeted about it. Like, she's something else. Like, I couldn't believe, like, because the first time I saw her was, like, a month or two ago, and I was like, I must be seeing that wrong. And then I saw her yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, look at you. Like, I could not take my eye. Like, I almost walked in trap. I could not take my eyes off of her. Was this a, was this getting into, like, a stalker situation? No. Were you, like, were you, like, creeping on her? No, but I was always aware where she was. I wasn't. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I still went into the restaurant and had lunch. I didn't just, like, give up my lunch plan and be like, you know what? I'm following this. It was fair. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, but, but I enjoyed it the entire way to the restaurant. So, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. I, <laughs> I guess maybe, but dude, I'm telling you, she was a sight. I mean, she's something else. Well, I, uh, I, I it's, think a, it's, un, it's unbelievable. I think downtown Canton is only so big. That's right. And why do you think I'm talking about? It? I feel like we're very well connected people <laughs> like, like, in that community. Well, why, why do you think I'm bringing it up? So I don't know. I'm just throwing the challenge out there, downtown Canton. You, uh, if you know who this beautiful brown stallion is for, <laughs> for Stansberry, let's not, let's not do that. But Jeez. yeah, she is, uh, she's something else, man. Like I said, second time I've seen her, and I was, uh, yeah, I am, I am an appreciation. Of uh, of how beautiful that woman is, well, it's something else. I uh, I uh, I hope things turn out well for you. Is that right? I hope turn out <laughs> is, well. is, is that right? I doubt it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> why do you do? Why do you do it? You know, I I just read a lot of like anti stands ratio comments yesterday about us being very liberal. I hope this isn't what they were t- what they were referring to with my uh, with my. My love. I would hope to think that that conservatives can see the beauty just like anyone else. I mean, dressed the way women do now. She had like those, uh, you know, like like yoga pant type things on, and oh my god, yeah, she was, she was something else. Um, so our our championship. Dreams dash now because we don't have Andrew Bogut. Is that going to be a thing? Like, well, obviously the Cavs have have gotten they've, they've grown very dependent on Andrew Bogut's contribute contributions to the game. So, I mean, no, you're crazy to be like, well, it's a huge loss. I mean, it's it's it sucks. It does. Andrew Bogut breaking his tibia sixty seconds into the into his playing career yeah. for the uh, Cavaliers. It sucks. There's no question. But you you weren't expecting him to be a big contributor in the in the okay. playoffs. Anyway, See, so. I, well, it's you know, I'm happy to. Hear you say that because again, like I always say this, like I just don't follow the NBA as closely, uh, you know, as I do the NFL. But like I watch a lot of these sports type shows and stuff, and it seemed to me like since we picked up Darren Williams and like the news of Andrew Bogut, like a lot of the like sports media, professional sports media, had shifted and said, "Oh, the Cavs are the favorite now. Cavs are going to win the title." And Chris Broussard said like two days ago, he's like, "I kind of feel like people are talking about Andrew Bogut like he's Patrick Ewing. Right. Like he's not like this is yes, it's another big, it's another rim protector and that kind of stuff, but it's not going to propel Cleveland over." Like he still said, he's like, "I still think Golden State wins. That's what his take." 
take was. Um, you know, I, I think the Cavaliers had a very good chance to beat Golden State prior to even getting Kyle Korver. So I don't know if that necessarily. Oh, okay. You know, wow. Well, I mean, you know, when when you get into the finals, when you get into playoffs, you're playing seven, eight, nine guys at the most, and it's not necessarily as deep of a game. Um, as far as Andrew Bogut goes, no. Is he going to be the reason why the Cavs won a championship? Of course Probably not. not. So he's not going to be the reason why they don't win a championship. That's fair logic. I mean, he played for 60 seconds. Like I said, it's not like the Cavs grew dependent on Andrew Bogut's, you know, his his production. So you 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 didn't lose any production last night. I mean, it sucks. There's no question about that. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't happy waking up this morning. Like, oh, hey, broken to limit. Right. Yeah. 16 seconds into a game, but it. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Well, I mean, it happens. Right. Well, I mean, the know, Warriors are without Kevin Durant. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could welcome, be a lot worse. Welcome to the game. That's the game. The CW is doing something that, and and look, I I, I want to be careful because they partner with us and they always show like the iHeart, you know, yeah, or, you know, do. music awards and stuff. I think you probably see it this weekend. And so, yeah, probably, <laughs> maybe no, probably even last night or tonight, maybe. Probably. And so, like, they're a partner of ours, okay? But they're doing something that I can't quite understand, and it must make sense, and I must be missing something because I don't think a TV network would just do something to lose money willingly. But there's something going on, and I and I can't quite figure it out. So we'll look into that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, where you will win Incubus tickets at 7.30. We'll pass those out. They're playing July 25th out at Blossom. So we'll get you into that. Also, uh, Can't Charge Games up for grabs this weekend, and we'll uh, pass those tickets out at 8.30 for you. And I love this because it's New Turd Tuesday today. Oh, yeah. Right? So coming up at 9 o'clock, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, we're uh, going to play you three in a row here. If you're newer to the show, here's what we do. Normally, we play... Three songs, then a local, and we kind of vote on them and decide if they're any good or not. Okay? Now, we normally cover all formats, but yesterday we started looking through the new music folders and stuff, and there was a lot of new rock music. And so a lot of people, some people, I should say, some people get annoyed when we play like a pop song or a country song and do it, and I kind of feel like the show's mass appeal, I kind of want to represent everyone. And so people go, you know, this is the rock station, and I deal with it every week. Okay? So this week, we won't have to deal with that because you're getting all rock songs. All rock. All rock. All night. Papa Roach, Jackal, Godsmack. All part of that this morning. So that'll be pretty good. It's the rock mother, some people might call it. That is indeed what this place is referred to as. I don't know what a rock mother is, but it sounds aggressive. So that's probably good. Just make it sound that way. What is a rock mother? Do you Do you know? No, I do not. Okay. Well, I thought it was an Urban Dictionary thing that I wasn't cool enough to know about. Maybe, like, I don't know, a Stansberry at it, like the Poison concert. You know what I'm saying? You guys see Poison at Blossom. You see one of the rock mothers. Next thing you know, corset off, hair everywhere. So we're a rock station with muffin tops? That's (laughs) what we're telling people we are? Okay. Welcome to camp. I guess we're the muffin top station. I like it. I can get behind that. I want to be, I got to tread lightly here. Okay. okay? Because the CW is a partner of this company to bring you the iHeart like award shows. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And, but again, I think that that lends itself to what I'm going to say here. Those award shows, we know they're for a little bit of the younger audience. Okay. We all know that there's no denying it. It's like, you know, it's a pop music award show. That's going to be a little bit younger. Okay. And less, 
male targeted than some other things. Okay. Yeah. And so the yeah. and so the CW and I totally understand putting it on TV. It's like the biggest music artist on the planet. Well, and you're going to get a ton of eyeballs on it. You'd be crazy not to put that if, on TV. Yeah. If you're going to get the biggest stars on the planet together in a room, you should have cameras there. Yeah. Wait, you're going <laughs> to let me point my camera at it and put my my like brand logo? Yes, yeah. of course. I yeah. would I would totally be in that business. And I would even make people that that work for you tweet about it and talk about it on the radio. I would totally do those. For sure, I would I do would that. Totally I would do, do all things. of that stuff. Okay. But the CW is doing something else now that I don't quite understand. I don't get it because this, I think, is getting out of your lane. And I would think in today's day and age of constantly, like, how do we get people's eyes on our entertainment? Because there's more competition than ever before. That you would be more than ever, you'd be hyper-defined to stay at your target. Right, like we are specifically focused on teenage girls and what they're interested in, and here's, you know... And I have been under the impression that's what the CW was for, okay? Now, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I was always under the impression that that's where I'm about to get... It's the I'm about to get my period network. Like, that's the way I've always felt about it. Now, if I'm wrong about that, maybe I am, okay? I don't know what their actual target is. That's just the way it's always come off to me, okay? Now, they're announcing... That they're going to do a television show, and they're going to do a reboot, essentially, I mean, of an old movie, and they're going to make it a TV show. Welcome okay. to television. Okay? Welcome to television. This is not a new thing. It's been happening forever. Unless they take an old TV show, then turn and it into to a, a movie. movie. Everyone's like, oh, my God. Chips. <laughs> Give us chips. Do the Oh, my God. The trailer for Chips looks terrible. And I love Dax Shepard. Love him. But that movie looks like it's going to just be a pile of trash. But next year marks the 30th anniversary of a pretty big cult movie from when I was a kid. And again, that's why I don't understand why this is landing at the CW. But they're going to do a TV show about the movie The Lost Boys. And you remember this movie, I would imagine. Yeah, of course. Corey Feldman is in this, and you know all those '80s dudes are in it. Kiefer uh, Sutherland is like the head vampire. Corey Haim's in it. They uh, and right, two kids move to like this coastal California town. Of course, it's always in California, dude. And we're all sitting there, just in Ohio, watching a VHS of this, thinking, "Oh, I wish I could go to California." California. That's where all my <laughs> dreams come true of riding dirt bikes with vampires. Like, all right, before we even get further down the rabbit hole, let's admit that the Lost Boys has been wildly overrated forever. And I understand there's a lot of you that just heard me say that and feel like that's blasphemy. Okay, watch it today. Because I tried that. Not today, obviously, but there was not that long ago. I was like, you know what? Yeah, the Lost Boys. And I turned it on. I was like, this is a pile of garbage. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think plenty of people have... <laughs> Certain uh, things just don't hold up. Right. You look back Stand on by something, me will hold up. This does not. You look back on something and you're like, dude, it's going to be great. Dude, I'm going to get high and watch the VHS and it's going to be the best afternoon ever. And you do it and it's just like, dude, this is terrible. So it, it happens. So they're redoing it and I don't understand it. Like, because the Lost Boys crowd is me. What do you want with it? Like... Um, what do you do? Yes, the you, we're missing something here, right? The crowd that remembers the Lost Boys and kind of holds it sacred to them. Um, but if the CW is going for teenagers, and I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore because they got like the Flash and the Green Air or the Arrow yeah, or whatever. But that hold on, but called. have you watched any of those shows? Because everybody told me, do you like Arrow? And so, like, once it hit Netflix, I was like, all right, let me try Arrow. It's 
terrible. Arrow, Flash, both are awful. Yeah, I tried to watch the Flash, and I was like, this isn't good. I'm they're, not doing this. They're both no. They're both not good. They're both terrible. But I think those are at least young adult skewing shows. Maybe not. Maybe not like twelve year olds. Maybe you know twenty year olds a little bit more. Um, okay, and I, eighteen I, to twenty five ish. I think what you're getting into here is the concept of vampires. While to you and I might feel like, oh, that's five years ago. Dated. I think. I think I think well, even at the CW they've had the Vampire Diaries and well, there's all this stuff for ten years. If it's still working, if it's if it ain't broke, why fix it? It's printing money, probably. And, and, right? and, and you've got you've got characters that are already established. You've got storyline. You've got enough care in it from dudes like you and I who are like, oh yeah, I remember the Lost Boys, where it gained some traction. How do you update it? Because like, here's the thing. Like, a kid today, a 20-year-old kid today doesn't care about having a YZ-80 the way those vampires did, jumping dunes and, and on his yeah. dirt bike. Like, that's not cool Just today. give them cooler stuff. Give them today's cool stuff. In school, we got, what, crotch rockets, and it's New York City now instead, and they yeah. all have penthouse apartments. Yeah. and like, It'll still be California, but as long as it still has that teenage angst and that story of, like, oh, I'm so dark and brooding and nobody understands me. Like, and like, when, like when a person tells me, because sometimes this will happen. People will, like, suggest to me, like, stuff to watch. Right. When somebody approaching my age tells me to watch something on the CW, I unfollow you. Like, that's like, I don't take that. It's like, no, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm like, dude, Arrow is one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree. I, I have not watched Arrow, but The Flash sucked. It did. <laughs> Everyone's like, dude, watch it. You're going to love it. Yeah, it I, tried, I tried like three episodes of The Flash. Awful. Um, nostalgia, as always, is hot, dude, and Big. it still is. And 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 it's just one of those things that you know, even if you don't necessarily remember it, if it has cult status, you want to act like you're a part of it, dude. You see so many kids today wearing wearing Led Zeppelin T-shirts and wearing Che Guevara shirts, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're you weren't there for that. What are, you, what are you even talking about? Okay, yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. I was one of those kids at 18 wearing a, a Led Zeppelin shirt, and think about it, I wasn't there either. That was my dad's music. You go, you, you go generation back, kind of. You know what I'm saying? You go... Okay. Makes you I, look cooler, you makes you look right. older. That is what happens. I guess I just never saw the Lost Boys becoming, like, the classics. Like, I didn't... That movie was always overrated. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland, and I, dude, I, it was... I mean, I mean, I'm looking at a still photo of the Lost Boys right now, and it's... It looks like, yeah, Quiet Riot became vampires, like because eighties, like welcome, like welcome to it, like that's what that was. The Corys are there, um, of course they were. You weren't allowed to make a movie back then without one of the Corys. It was like the rule. Now I feel like I should go watch this movie. I probably will today. Like that's how stupid my life is. <laughs> I'm telling everybody it's overrated for twenty five minutes, and I'm like, you know what? Let me watch it again. I don't get that. I just don't understand that whole. I'm outside the target. I'm outside the target demo. So like I so I just don't understand the network. And I thought that's why I was like I get That's also the imagery maybe. But I haven't watched Interview with a Vampire in a while. So I wonder, like, if I put that in, am I still going to think that that was as cool as I did when I watched it? I actually did watch that movie not too long ago. Interview? And does yeah. it hold up? Um, it's it's. I mean, that's slow. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. I mean, it's slow. Like, for a movie where me and my girlfriend were like, all right, we'll watch, like, a, like a, like a scary movie. We'll watch, like, a horror movie. And it's just not that. It's a slow-talking movie. So it's definitely not scary. It doesn't have the same cheese on it that... 
Lost Boys do. Lost Boys is that exceptional, caught that perfect lightning in a, in a bottle of like 80s cheese on it. Yeah, I mean, dude, all that photo's missing is David Lee Roth. Exactly. Like, dude. that's all that and, photo's and, missing. And everyone had cocaine on their face. You know what I mean? That's all that's missing. Get Spuds McKenzie in there. <laughs> was it Max Hedrum? Is that, is that who that was from the Coke commercials? God, the 80s, man. This song. Cry Little Sister? <laughs> yeah, we were looking up. Like, we looked up the theme, and Phantom was like, no wonder I couldn't find it. It's just by some dude. Some dude. Not a band. Not anything. It's like, yeah, dude, th- those weren't opportunities back then. People didn't think like that yet. So it turns out what will be, I would imagine, a Hall of Fame quarterback is on the move, and he's not coming here. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Incubus Show. That will be, uh, we'll do that at 7.30. They're playing Blossom July 25th. Up for you right now at WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. And I couldn't wait to post this. I found video of the world's most hated band, Nickelback, covering Metallica. And here's the thing. They kind of nail it. Really? They kind of nail it. Really? Chad smart enough. To understand, gotta change my voice a little. Yeah. Gotta change my voice a little. And yeah, dude, they kinda nail it. Cool. Now, I know people are gonna say, it was sad but true, and Metallica sucked by then anyway. Right, but you're the people trying to tell me that Death Magnetic and Hardwired to Self-Destruct was good, and so I don't take your opinion really all that seriously. But yeah, they cover sad but true. And here's the thing, they kinda nail it. That's available for you at WRQK.com. Now, I want you to understand, I'm not the biggest Nickelback fan, but I do get annoyed with how much hatred that band gets. Like, we, all right, so earlier this morning, we were playing Three Doors Down, and I looked at Fantone and I said, where's the hatred for Three Doors Down that Nickelback gets? Now, you can make the argument Nickelback that much more popular, and so that's why everybody makes them the target. Okay. Dude, people, I know people who hate Nickelback, but then are like, yeah, but I kind of like, I mean... And it's like, look, you like, like things you don't... It's not like you have to like everything that sounds a little bit in the same vein. It's just I don't understand the the like, the like vile like comments that come out of people's mouth with this band. I, like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not even about Nickelback anymore. It's just like, yeah, I hate them, too. Uh, hey, look at a me. I hate them, too. I hate them, too. Yeah. You hate them. I hate them. We hate them. All right. We're, we're a team. Team of Nickelback haters. So I read this this morning. Um, it seems like the Denver Broncos are all in on Tony Romo. Now, I kind of tease this as Tony Romo uh, eventually going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Probably without a Super Bowl, going to be a little bit t- uh, going to be a little bit tight. But I mean, I think his numbers are online. I mean, he I mean he was pretty good for about a ten year period. I think I have heard that he's the best fourth quarter quarterback ever. Is what somebody once told me. I don't know if they were accurate. But so, okay, let's say he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Tony Romo still has a pretty decent resume on his hands. Well, and at the very least, what I will say is if you are an NFL team looking for a quarterback right now, you can do a hell of a lot worse than Tony Romo. For as much as people want to hate on the dude, for as much as people want to say he sucks, if you're a team looking... That that missed snap in that Eagles playoff game is just going to haunt that dude forever because that's what we do. And I was guilty of that back then, too. I was piling on him. But, I mean, I think people a little unfairly maybe pile on Tony a little bit. Now, you're, I've heard Browns fans say, let's go get... We, 
six quarterbacks last year. Guys, we don't have the line to keep Romo upright. Like, because let's be honest, he is fragile. Last two times he's played, he's got hurt. Now, Denver probably, I mean, has a good enough defense to to make a run at, you know, a championship. And so if you get a little production out of the quarterback position, you can do it. I don't think this works. And if you're Tony, do you want to try to do the, I mean, they're going to call this the Peyton Manning move. If you're Tony Romo, is that what you want? Now, the report came out yesterday that apparently there's a deal between Jerry Jones and Tony Romo, the do us right deal, which is you won't go to somebody who directly like competes with us in division. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, well, if that's the deal you're going to make, then just trade him on your terms. Don't just cut Tony loose. How dare you? Hey, we're going to cut you loose, but don't do don't go here. If you're cutting me loose, you're cutting me loose. Right? It's kind of like, well, we have non-competes. Like, we're not allowed to go work anywhere else Like, like if, if we leave. But that would be like saying, hey, we don't want you here, but you're not allowed to go to O&E. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So if I'm, if I'm Tony Romo, I don't know if I'm going along with that. Like, if the Eagles call me, I'm probably taking a listen to that, if I think that's a good fit for me. I don't know why you'd want to go to Denver. Oh, because it gives you an, a real and, 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 and tangible chance to win a Super Bowl. And that's the thing that's in his way right now. And, dude, I don't think one Super Bowl would do it. I think he would have to, like, Super Bowl it, Super Bowl MVP it, and then win another Super Bowl before anyone could start talking about Hall of Fame. But if he really wants to take that next step into where he is and where his career is, Super Bowl is the next thing. Winning in the playoffs, at the very least, is the next is thing. Is the next thing. Yeah, and, you, you can't be a Hall of Fame quarterback without a playoff win, right? Right. I think he has some playoff wins, I think, but not many, right? I don't think so. I don't know, to be honest. I, 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 you know what I mean? I'm not a Cowboys fan. Like, I'm not a Cowboys fanboy. I mean, he's a pretty good quarterback. You could do worse. It's just, dude, it's cold up there. You know, the playoffs are going to run through New England. That's the story you want? Or, or Big Ben? Like, those are where your playoffs are running through? Tony Romo, one and three in the playoffs. Okay, so he does year. have one playoff win. Okay. I mean, that's not great. Right. It's not. It's not great. We're not not building anything on that. So, honestly, if you want to be anything other than a dude who was a decent NFL quarterback in Tony Romo, if you want to start putting yourself into the next category of, like, hey, I think you're still far away away from from Hall of Fame, but at least in the next category of, like, well, were you one of the greats? Were you one of those? You got to go somewhere you can win a Super Bowl, and Denver Pride presents as good as an opportunity as anywhere else. All right. Some of the other teams I've heard... Are the Houston Texans, which again, dude, they lost JJ Watt last year, went to the playoffs. They went to the playoffs with Brock Osweiler. Like that coach has had them in the playoff hunt with 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 honestly with zero quarterbacks the last three years. He's had them in the hunt. So if you get confident quarterback play, that Houston might be a good move. The other move I've heard that makes sense to me too is Arizona. Because they're kind of admitting the Carson Palmer thing, we don't really know what's the what's happening here. He kind of wants to play, kind of is like, eh. And we've seen lack of production in him. He's getting a little older, and they've got a team. So maybe there. And if I was him, now maybe, and now I'm thinking about this sitting on my couch with a remote in my hand, thinking about it, like I'm not playing. So I'm thinking, dude, do I want to go to Denver? It's freezing cold there all year. I don't want to go there. I'll go to Arizona. It's nice. Weather's warm. I don't have to face Tom Brady in the playoffs. I, I, you know what I mean? I think that might be the better way to go. But, and I just think 
if you go there and you don't like if 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 he's worried about like what his legacy is going to be when he hangs it up, if you go to Denver and you don't get it done, and Peyton did with a broken neck. The like, thing, thing with that is, though, if you go anywhere and don't get it done, it's not going to be. You know what I'm saying? At that point, you, you, you are who you are. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're losing ground by doing this. I think you might be, but there's no guarantee you're going to win anywhere else either. Right. There's no guarantee. And their offensive line's probably good enough to keep them upright. That's what the whole thing's going to come to. I think Tony Romo would be a good well, fit, and that's as long as you keep him healthy. It's probably a big part of the gripe against Tony Romo or the argument against him being an elite or an upper echelon quarterback. Is availability is a huge you stat. So much of your yeah. career, availability is a huge stat. It is, and you got to weigh that in. Yeah, I'm not fighting on the Tony must be a Hall of Famer hill. Like I, I you know what I mean? I just I think he's probably better than what the national narrative has been on him for a while. I think he gets a little unfairly hit with that choker thing. Yeah, I think he does. Welcome to athletes. Welcome to, you know what I mean, public opinion. That's just the way it is. You know what I mean? But I think it's probably a little bit unfair. We'll pass out some Incubus tickets, 730. And there's a scandal brewing in the armed services right now that I honestly, I can't believe. And uh, we'll fill you in with that. Next on Rock 106.9. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Getting closer to passing out those Incubus tickets. Around 730, we'll do that. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need for those. Still to come at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. Doing an all-rock-and-roll version this morning. 9 o'clock. New Papa Roach. New Jackal. I can't wait to hear that. And uh, Godsmack doing a cover. And speaking of the covers, online for you at WRQK.com in the Sansbury Show section is Nickelback covering Metallica, and it's much better than you think it's going to be. And sure enough, Nickelback just, do they elicit hatred that I, I guess I find it maybe interesting. It doesn't, I guess I'm no longer mad at how much hate they get. I find the hatred interesting. Like there should almost be a documentary on that. Like how did you become the world's most hated band? How did that happen? By selling 150 million records, how did you become the world's like least favorite band at the same time of, as doing that? That'd be an interesting case study. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think sometimes Nickelback is a little pretentious. Oh, God, yeah. But at the same time... And the hair, I get it. Eh, they don't present themselves as like, yo, we're saving metal. They don't present themselves as like metal or anything like that. They're like, yo, we're a crappy rock band. And for the band. money, bro. We're a pop rock band. Right. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. The hatred is, it is. There, there's something to be like, I don't know, astounded by it. Because I posted this clip via the Facebook page, right? Okay. And so people automatically, you got to be real quick on it, you know... Because they covered Sad But True by Metallica. And they did. They nailed it. They nailed it. This is the original, obviously. And they nailed it. And, you know, the first comment. You know, the Black Album's not Metallica's most demanding work. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pretend like I know more about amplifiers and guitars than I really do. And here's the thing. It might not be their most demanding work. But it was their most successful and that's what Nickelback knows. You get up on the stage and you give people what they really want, not what they pretend that they like more so their friends think they're cool. And, you give them what they really want. Metallica fans, just shut up, dude. Just shut up. I hate Metallica. Oh, dude. Oh, the, the Black Album. Dude, the Black Album, Sad But True. You're too cool for Sad But True. See, you always say this really God. well. Fantone's whole take on the Black Album is this, and I think he's hit it perfectly. 
if you're too cool for the Black Album, you're too cool for me. What do you, yeah, you and that's a great way to say that. Too you, cool for the Black Album? You've hit it. And really, and dude, I get it. People like, it's more produced than their other stuff. Right. Bob Rock came in and said, you guys have been in a band for a while now. And yet you've never broken this barrier. There's another barrier where you can go, where you can, you can legitimately be the world's biggest band. They listened and then became the world's biggest band. Like, it's not, well, first of all, you got to look at it. Like, I sell my art for a living, so I don't view things as selling out. I don't, I don't look at that as that way. I look at it as capitalizing on the short window that you have to, to, to financially gain from your God-given ability. That's what I view it as. There's a short window, and it slams shut like a guillotine. So if you go to make a cash grab, I'm cool with it. Well, and the thing with that is, is that like they've been able to turn that short window into a three decade plus long career of making music and by selling sa- out concerts by saying, "Hey, Bob Rock, get in here and make us sound better." What are you talking about? Too cool for the blackout. Too cool. All the bands you Shut grew up. up loving used a super producer too. His name was Mutt Lang. All the bands you idolized from when you were a kid were all overly super produced and using songwriters. His name was Mutt Lang. Made everybody that much better. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get bogged down with all that stuff. So I'm reading about this, and I want to be really careful here. Yeah. Because there are certain groups that you just don't want to be accused of being, uh, being negative towards, okay? We have a reputation of being a little pro-cop here. I, I actually ran into a, you know, a bunch of uh, you know, Canton Spinach yesterday while at lunch. They were all you know, you know, saying, hey, man, we listen to all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, somebody stopped Fantone the other night at like Military Appreciation Night and said, look, man, I don't always agree with you guys, but I feel like I walk away from your show feeling like you guys at least respect the service that is given by service members. And I think we both do. And I, mean, I and I know, think yeah. yeah, I think our record's pretty fair on that. And so like I but I know how people listen to the radio, it's kind of half in, half out, so I worry about tackling these kinds of things. Which does kind of suck at this point in life where you can't have nuance in your arguments anymore. There's no gray area. It's either you're 100% with me and you think this way or if you think even slightly deviant of me, oh my god, you're a hater or are you hate cops or this you hate x, you hate whatever that it is that we're talking about. And it's like, no, there's going to be gray areas in life. There's going to be times when you, when, you, when you have to look at things from, you know, a different perspective of just like, yes, you're 100% infallible. Yes. And so there's, a, there's a, a scandal that's going to rock the Marines, I believe. Okay. And you've maybe heard about this a little bit already. It's been bubbling on the surface for a few days now. Some Marines are being investigated for sharing some nude photos. So the divest- so our defense department is investigating reports that some marines shared naked photographs of female service members, veterans and other women on a secret Facebook page which let's stop there and say to everybody on planet earth there is no such thing as a secret internet page. Thinking that there is is lunacy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're going on to say that some of these pictures were taken out or were taken without the women's knowledge. Of course they were. Now some of them were taken as like, hey, we're about to have sex. Let, let let's document this. People do that, right? I'm not questioning people. I've got plenty of that kind of stuff. Everybody kind of does this stuff. But some of this stuff was women changing and undressing and like, and you know, some of it's more voyeur based. Well, obviously, I think the line here is the consent. I mean, if this is pictures that like, hey, yeah, you can share these with your boys, fine. But I mean. You know whether it's- I have a hard time believing a, a female marine said, "Yeah, put these online." Exactly. Though. You know exactly. what I mean. So I have a hard time buying that. Someone would be like, "Yeah, show your buddies." I, you know, I like the fact that your friends think I'm hot. Like, I believe me, I know plenty of women like that. 
All right, but then, then these photographs were then shared to a Facebook page called Marines United, which has a membership of active duty and retired male Marines. And um, some British Royal Marines, and we're getting into some other branches of stuff that I don't totally know about, all right? So along with identified female military members were photographs of unidentifiable women in various stages of undress. So again, you see what you're saying? Women looking straight at the camera, and then some not so much. So some women knew that, yes, a picture was going to be taken. That does not mean she knew where the picture was going to end up. Right. Okay? And I'm not blaming the woman for that. And I, I guess when you just said it that way, I didn't even think, but like these are women that are in the military being identified by their names, and now that's going to impact their career. And geez, I didn't even, I, I mean, geez. Already pretty hard to climb the ranks, I would imagine. Yeah. So then now, if you, I mean, to put it nicely, you've been compromised. For yeah. your career, for sure. Yeah. Right? You've yeah. been this is going to hurt you when talking about promotion, I would imagine. You can you can Or it might go the other way now. Right. You, you can you can say that you're the type of person who, well, if I saw these pictures, it wouldn't make a difference to me or 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 it's not going to. But of course, people are humans. I mean, these guys, these men that are doing this are humans, and there's no way that they're going to be able to see these pictures and then not have that be a part of how you treat that person in the future. You know what I mean? Right. If you're the type of guy who's going to be sharing these pictures, looking at these pictures, you're the type of guy who's going to, uh, you know, have that negatively impact this woman's career. So I... I it, not a far leap there. Right, not, not, not a far leap. It's not known right now how many active duty Marines or other service members were involved or are who are under investigation. Of course, now they probably have a few, they probably have a number. We don't need to know that yet. They're trying to figure it out. They're just not releasing that information. Totally understand that That's how investigations get done. Yeah. Right. So I'm okay. totally on board with that. Here's where I really want to examine this. Okay. I know this happened because this happens. Welcome to dudes who have naked pictures of chicks. This happened. Okay. So I'm just going to just say that. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's what I don't get. Like I said to start this whole thing out, there's no such thing as a private web page. No especially such thing. Facebook, especially Facebook. What do you, are you <laughs> now? On top of that, you are in the military, so you have access to the Defense Department and like all these government agencies that the regular public doesn't have. You've heard things that we don't know. There are there are like understandings of how the government works that military members get to hear that we'll never get to hear and rightfully so obviously because it'll probably freak us right out. And so like there's stuff like that that happens. So my point is you know the reach that the government has as far as digital entities right, go. Right. You know their access. You know how did you think this wasn't going to become a thing? This is the, like you guys control all the, the government controls all this stuff. They're listening to everything. They're reading everything. And you're at the front lines of this stuff. And you know the power. Like, I bet if the uh, average American citizen actually found out the power and reach at which we are invaded to our privacy due, due to this digital revolution world we live in now, it would make your head explode. But a soldier knows it. And you did this anyway knowing that. And not only did you do it knowing it, it would be one thing if this were, you know, active duty or veterans or whatever who got involved in this in some other capacity. But this is through like something where you guys and I know the brotherhood is real and the and, and, and the kin, you know, that, that, that concept is a very real thing. But this is like a group for Marines specifically. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you guys just both happen to be on this like ex-girlfriend revenge porn site. This was specifically for Marines, for active duty and retired Marines. 
and now you're going to incorporate what's in, what is essentially an illegal activity into that, and you didn't think that was going to, you know, red flags. Red flags. Red flags weren't going to be flag. a part of that. People weren't going to Somebody is going to want to cover their own ass. Right. And so what they're going to do is say, hey, this is happening, and I don't want to be caught up in it. Look what's happening. Twitter's already now telling me this isn't going to be that big of a deal because the pictures aren't circulating. Well, guess what? The story is, and that's the problem. And now it opens a bigger can of worms, which is mistreatment of female members in the military. And that's all the news needs. That's all the news needs. All you got to do is keep saying that over and over and over again and point to a situation where it's true and heads are going to roll. And I don't understand. And heads should roll. They should absolutely roll. What the hell's the matter with you? I have told even just regular people, non-soldiers, if a woman's nice enough to send you naked pictures of herself or if you have that, don't show anyone. Because sooner or later, she's going to stop sending them to you and then every other woman's going to know that you're the kind of guy that does that and you're never getting any more nude photos. Idiots. Like, I don't understand it. And again, I don't want to be guilty of jumping up and down on the military itself, okay? I want to keep this hyper-defined on this group of dudes that I just don't understand. Again, I don't understand how you did not think that this was going to come to the surface in this age we live in. No, it certainly is not exclusively a military problem. No. There's dudes out there who are who are the kind of guys who send Dude, revenge porn's all over the news right now. All over the place, you know, and, and, yeah, and you're right. so it's not an exclusive, and of course, anytime you get a big enough group of people together, some of those people are going to deviate from what you want them to. They're going to be, you know, guys who are like going to do stuff like this. Yeah. But y- There's y- rotten people everywhere. But you, 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 you'd like to think that, well, as you know, a member of of the military, there would be a little bit of, I don't want to say training, because I don't know if it's necessarily something that has to be taught, you know, but like a little bit of, guys, there's going to be a standard here. There's going to be a level. And you're right. Guys across the, the world need to understand that that's unacceptable, not only because she'll stop sending you pictures, but because you don't have consent to give those pictures away. You don't. And 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 and, and you're gonna go to jail or at minimum have to register in the neighborhood and tell people what you did. Does that sound fine? And is it, it sounds that, awful to is, me. Is it that worth it for your buddies to see? Like, is it some chick that you banged or some chick you found on Tinder that, like, oh my God, you guys have to see this? Is it worth it for you to for you to put yourself out like that? And again, I'm as pro military as you can find. All right, but but they listen to the phone calls you guys make back home. You don't think you guys you're you're the line of defense. You don't think they're looking at everything you do digitally to make sure you're not I know it might not be legal maybe it's not okay you think the government cares what's legal at the end of the day when they're talking about whether or not you're giving up trade secrets and you're giving up a like position like dude I'm telling you they look into their own more than they look into anybody else right or is that paranoid? Have I seen too many movies? Well, I mean, at the very least, you guys are posting something on Facebook, and it goes back to... It, you, it, I would it, assume, if I was in that situation, I would assume that that's what was happening to me, is that I was being hyper-examined because of what my situation was. You're posting something on Facebook and expecting privacy, even if it's in a secret group or whatever it was. Dude, that's asinine to think that you truly had privacy on Facebook. Okay. Now, Jay, one of our everyday listeners who did serve in the military, says, you are absolutely right. People are going to get roasted over this. Careers will be ended this is going to be a huge deal and i think honestly this should be a huge deal because well we need women to want to enlist and in in and if this happens and if we turn a blind eye to this you're going to stop having that i know there was a huge fight forever whether or not women should be soldiers which i you know i i you know let them serve uh, obviously if they, if that's something they want to do i'm it's not tur- yeah. i'm not turning anybody away who says you know what i feel like i'm brave enough for that i'm not turning that person away 
Okay. Now, I, I now look. I know people. I didn't serve, so if you have and you've got a different view of that, you may be able to turn me because you have knowledge that I do not. Okay. So I will tell you just that's how I feel from it, given my position in life. But I think this will scare women away from wanting to serve, and that's a bad thing in my estimation. I really do. Incubus tickets are up for grabs. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Coming up at 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. You're getting new Papa Roach, new Jackal, new Godsmack, all part of that. And just a few minutes away from passing out some uh, Incubus tickets, who will play Blossom July 25th. We'll do that here shortly. Um, I actually need your help, Fantone, here, okay. uh, uh, helping me fill in some people on something. I saw this post that you had made at WRQK.com, and I don't have a lot of backstory on it, but apparently a dad shot his son over doing heroin. Yeah. Like, what happened here? So uh, the dad shot his son accidentally, quote unquote, in, <laughs> you the, don't buy it? in the arm. So what was going on there is I think the dad caught the son shooting up heroin and ah. was holding the gun to his arm like, oh, you want to do this? You want to do I'll this? Blow you want to do this? Off. And he tells police accidentally shot his son in the arm there. Your son's high on heroin, probably wouldn't have known whether the gun had a clip in it or not. Probably wouldn't have been thinking logically enough. Probably unload the gun and maybe if you want to do that. I still think it's probably questionable um, parenting. <laughs> At best, you know what I mean? It's, it's probably questionable. Well, uh, it's, but although if your kid's at the point where of sticking heroin needles in his arms, you probably reach desperation level at that certainly, point. Certainly, certainly. Um, it's questionable gun ownership. Not even questionable. It's irresponsible gun ownership. Don't point your gun at something that you don't intend to kill. Isn't that Guns 101? Don't point a loaded gun at something you don't expect to shoot. Right. So I, it's, it's irresponsible That's gun right. ownership, but is it irresponsible parenting? I don't know where you, where you are as a parent, dude. You catch your kid shooting up heroin, doing it time and time again, dancing with the devil there? I don't know, man. I don't know. That video is online for you, WRQK.com. So another thing that's got people like up in arms screaming at one another over the last few days, and I've kind of wanted to stay away from this, but I just can't get away from it. Okay. Because, again, I understand as a guy on the radio, as a guy who hosts mornings, I'm supposed to have like a staunch opinion on something one way or the other, right? right. I'm supposed to be on one side or the other. And straddling the fence is necessary is not necessarily the most you know entertaining thing in the world, and I guess maybe I don't understand why people are so upset about this. Okay. Okay. This whole thing started out as this movie theater was going to be was caught in some negative attention because they refused to show this updated version of Beauty and the Beast because apparently there is a they've changed one of the characters and made him and, and made this character gay. Okay. Now I will tell you that I don't think that I have ever seen Beauty and the Beast. I have. Okay. So I don't know what this character is. I don't know what the character's role in the original is. Like I don't know how much of a change has been made here. I can remember if I'm if it's the right character that I'm thinking of. I mean, I think Disney, especially some of the secondary male characters, are portrayed as a little effeminate, as a little bit like, hey, you're Stay out of the way of the hero. You're a singing, you're a singing candlestick, or you're a singing, you know, pot. Where it's like, well, yeah, those are going to be a little bit like show tuny and, and, and a little bit stereotypically gay. So Stewie when, Griffin, when when I when I heard about this, when I heard that, like, oh, well, they're giving him, you know, they're they're going to make him gay. Or I was like, well, it kind of always seemed like he was. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily thought that as a kid because I didn't understand the nuance of it. But like when my girlfriend's like, hey, let's watch a Disney movie, you go back and you watch some of that stuff and you're like, oh, it's there. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's definitely there. It's there. Now, I, um, you guys know who I am. So when the movie theater said, hey, we're not going to show the movie, what do I always say? 
Let the business owner be who the business owner is, and the market shall depict whether or not th- th- he is a business owner. And certainly, uh, this isn't reserving, refusing service to gay people. This is refusing to show a movie, which is fundamentally different. If you were saying gay people can't come to my theater, I have an issue with it. If you're saying I don't want to play this movie because of this, very I'm o- different. Very, I'm okay with that. Very different scenario. Yeah, I'm okay with okay? that. Okay. And you got to understand, as much as you think it's awful that the guy wasn't going to show the movie, what really happens then is that another movie theater makes all the more money because they are showing it and people are going to go there to see this movie. Okay? Now, I, I said to Fantone this morning, I said, I, you know, dude, I've kind of, I've had this on the rundown for the last couple of days, but I've taken it off and I just, I, 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 didn't wanna, I don't understand why people are so mad about this. This gay agenda thing you always hear about. You know, they're shoving this gay agenda down our throat. Jeez. And I don't necessarily... Yeah, I didn't think of... Sorry. Back, back it off, phrasing, phrasing. Phrasing? Didn't think about that. I, uh, I, I, I apologize <laughs> for that. But I don't necessarily f- feel that. And I, f- and I think it is very funny that the same people who are going to bitch about a gay agenda being shoved at them go home and do watch Family Guy with Stewie Griffin and think it's the funniest thing in the world. That's a gay agenda being shoved at you, too, whether you realize that or not. Adult television show versus, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, adult television show, you know, versus, versus something I want to show my kids. Something something for children. And you know what? There is a difference there. Um, and well, and I guess, I mean... <sighs> But again, and I always say this, and I and a little bit of this, and I'll be honest, I'll peel the, the curtain all the way back. Some of this is revisionist history with my parents, okay, when I tell you some stories. Some of it is revisionist history. But at the end of the day, my parents didn't expect to have to tell me everything. They told me, you're not seeing that. And that was to be the end of the conversation. Right. And, right. I mean, because my parents knew parenting was tough. Now, they would have conversations with me. Now, again, my parents would have never not. I wasn't allowed to go to the movie theater for a whole other you know, list of reasons. We were religious weirdos. But my parents would have never been like, well, I'm not showing you that because you're going to be because of that. Like, that would have never been part of my parents' conversation. I mean, you know, as, as far as like the concept of like a gay agenda goes, it's like, well, is there a heterosexual agenda? Does it count? You know, is well, there. Some people say that's the, that's it, it, the, it, that's been the standard and that's been the problem. Is there a bestiality, you know, agenda I mean, yeah, the, when it comes to like, I mean, this, this, this movie's filled with all kind of questionable stuff, right? I mean, this chick is banging an animal, essentially. She doesn't know that he's a prince underneath of all that. So, like, she falls in love with this animal and that's the entire thing is that, like, this guy's a beast. Like, I don't know. Is that like, Pushing the bestiality agenda? No. So, like, I mean, like, no. And you're not pushing the heterosexual agenda. And you're not pushing the homosexual agenda because you're writing a character in a fictitious world as gay. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. It, it. Now, you said something to me this morning that I think did make sense, though. We were talking about this off the air. And I said, I said, why are people freaking out about this guy, uh, about Disney of all things? Because they've kind of hidden this kind of stuff in movies forever, even though, you know, first of all, Disney's history is questionable at best. I mean, like, let's be real about from where they are derived. It's questionable at best. Okay. So there's that. And like, at first I was like, why are parents so mad about this? But then you said this to me and it makes sense, which is, you know, there used to be this thing where you could just, you could turn to Disney though and be like, here, watch this. And you didn't have to think about it. Nothing controversial, nothing I had to be concerned about. It was in the kid lane. And now we're bringing adult subject matter into a kid lane. But is that... I can understand. I can maybe understand going, you know what? I'm not anti this, but I'm sick and tired of having to talk about it every turn. But is is by putting a, a homosexual character, putting an adult 
issue into a kid's lane. I don't know if that necessarily is. Now, this was a movie exclusively about like homosexual issues or I mean, rights show, and things like that. I mean, people are getting married in Disney movies. That's yeah. an adult situation. That's right. love. Right. And I mean, and, I, and I'm not looking to take wedding scenes out of Disney movies. That's the basis of all Disney movies is that love. Find the princess. That, find that prince. Find right. the princess. Here's, a, here's how you find your happiness. So is, I mean, is, is that really pushing an adult issue in there? No. I mean, relationships, children see relationships and understand that in the world around them, there's some people, mom and dad are together. Well, mom and Derek are together or mom and, you know, Jim are together, whoever mom's with right now. But they have those, you know, kids you, understand that. You know what I think about? This is what I think about when these issues come out. And this is going way off the side of this subject. And I apologize. But writers, directors, producers are creative people and they work in a creative environment. And so you're around more homosexual people when you do jobs like that. Radio is big with this. You know, the amount of guys I know that are gay in this business that honestly still feel like they have to hide it because you guys won't listen to them. It's a lot. Oh, rock radio. It's terrible. My buddy, really Jesse, is. my buddy, Jesse now works for Sirius XM. He did mornings at MMS forever and he constantly lied about it. And I felt terrible seeing that every day. I felt terrible for him okay but my point is is that writers producers directors these kind of people don't have the same kind of feeling that a lot of other people in the country have so i wonder how much of these scripts throughout history did they really want to write an openly gay character in and had to change it to fit you and so maybe stories have been worse i mean let's remember that you know the concept of openly gay, gay characters in media is a relatively new thing i mean within my what lifetime up, Ellen? you know within my lifetime Ellen. so it it's 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 not like I don't know. I, I guess it's not necessarily whether this this road has been, you know, or this this path has been trailed before, or this trail's been blazed before. But it's more like, to me, there's openly gay. Well, what's going to be so openly gay in this Disney movie? Like, is this guy going to hold another dude's hand? Is this dude going to be making out with another dude? Is this dude going to have a D in his? You know what I'm saying? Like, where where is this openly gayness? Or is he just going to be written as flamboyant or stereotypically gay? Now, couldn't I make the argument that that hurts the gay agenda if you make them stereotypically flamboyant? Oh, sure. I, I, mean, I think a lot, you're going to hear a lot of the gay community say, hey, that's not who we really are. Sure. You know, right? Uh, well, I mean, you, you either get, you know, this representation or no. I guess it's up to the people to decide of whether how you feel about that. You be gay, but you be gay the way we like you it. Gay it up a little bit, you homo. Just get a little gayer. You, you be the gay we like. Unless, unless. Not America, dude. So how inclusive is this country? Unless this dude so is, good. is legit. S and D on Jesus, during the Disney movie. I don't understand. It hold, is, 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 is the holding of hands is too much? Is it? Is he going to be making out with another dude? I want to know where this like gayness is in this movie. I, you know, I just. And again, I think this is one of those things where we're being told there's a bunch of uproar about this, and I'm not sure it's that really. Nobody really cares. I, I, I wonder. I, I, you know, and again, sometimes I forget, man. We don't have kids, and so like, yes, I understand, and I always say, and I know it's so easy for me to say this. If you didn't think difficult conversations were part of parenting, you weren't prepared to be a parent. Now that is true. Now that is what I just said is 100% factually correct. But the problem is, is that it's an easy fix. Well, and like, <laughs> that's, an, that's really easy for me to say. I get that. So you, you as a parent are. Are, are thinking, well, should I take my kid to go see Beauty and the Beast or not because there's a gay character? What are you going to do when you're at the movie theater buying tickets and there's a gay couple in front of you? And what are you going to do when they're holding hands? What are you going to do when the one... Gets, Point gets, laugh is the gets, answer. Gets, Point gets laugh. Boyfriend Point kiss. Laugh. What are you going to do? How are you going to explain that to your kids? No. If it's so goddamn yeah, hard, that's right, how do you that's explain fair. the real world to people? I, I, Dude, welcome, welcome to Earth. That's fair.
That that is that that is totally fair. I mean, like, there's no. And here's the other thing: if you don't want your kids to see this movie because there's an openly gay character in it, you know what you should do? Shut up about it. You know what made me? You know what made me want to buy every record my parents didn't want me to have? The fact that there was a parental advisory sticker on it, and the fact that the PR, the PMRC hearings were going on, and D. Snyder was on TV making fools of like congressmen. Like that's what made me want to do it. Is that my parents were free? Oh my God, you're freaked out about Motley Crue? I'm spending every last dollar I have on Motley Crue. You're just gonna drive your kids to the things you don't want them to see. And welcome, dude. They don't need the movie theater anymore to do it they'll download that they do your kid your 10 year old probably has a jailbroken fire stick you don't even know about some of you are wondering what the hell a jailbroken fire stick is google it talking about that gay agenda i'm not putting one of those in my mouth a jailbroken <laughs> oh fire my dude stick. seriously stop putting things in people's <laughs> mouths at 7 30 stop doing that we got incubus tickets Let's win some of you back over to the fold after just pissing you off about Beauty and the Beast. We'll take caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625. I cannot stay out of the entertainment lane. Netflix now is doing something to pander to all of us, too, and this is ridiculous. We'll examine that next. Hang on. It is Fantone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen. Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RollHoltVision.com. 069. Show on Rock 1069. Still to come, 9 o'clock. It's New Tour Tuesday, New Papa Roach, New Jackal, New Godsmack, all part of that. You know the weather's starting to turn, getting a little bit better. It's a little rainy today, but the weather, uh, warm weather right around the corner. That makes buying a car that much better. If you're shopping car loans, check out CSC Federal Credit Union. I've been banking with them about three years myself. No matter what you're looking for, car loan, vacation loan maybe, home equity loan, personal loan, no matter what kind of loan it is you're looking for, CSE has a loan for that. You can find their rates, more info, via their website. That's CSEFCU.com. And again, CSE Federal Credit Union, your 100% local banking institution. That's why I love them. Again, more info, CSEFCU.com. So I saw this, and I know people are going to like this, and uh, we're a little bit up against the clock, and I apologize for uh, you know blowing through this pretty fast. But Facebook is going to start to toy with the dislike button that everybody's been wondering where it is. And uh, now relax, it's not going to be uh, you know rolled out via like your timeline just yet. They're going to do it via the messaging app first. So like if somebody sends you a message, you'll be able to like thumbs down it because you can thumbs up it now. And people have been asking where this dislike button is forever. And I was a proponent for it for a while, but now I think it's only going to lead to more fights. Eventually, they are going to move this out of the messaging thing, and it will be part of the timeline. And when you start thumbsing down, or you start disliking things. You're, I know they have the angry face. You're going to start. I think it's going to cause people to just to start screaming at each other a little bit more. And that's what Facebook needs more of. More it really yelling. Does. Which, by the it way, really does. let me tell you, I have done a little cleaning up of my Facebook account. Okay. All right. You hear people bitch all the time. All you people do is p- talk about politics and stupid political memes and all this stuff and everybody's screaming at one another. And that's true. That is kind of like hot on Facebook now. 
And I don't want to, I didn't want to like delete friends because I think it kind of tells people when you do that kind of stuff. And I don't want people thinking like I hate them and threw them overboard or whatever. But you hate them. You threw them overboard. But what I've been doing is, and I kind of have a rule, if I kind of set like a, like a number in my head, not going to tell you what it is, but if like your last X amount of posts were just all political or all memes about politics, I then have decided to unfollow your account so I don't see you in my timeline. And I haven't been doing it that long, and it's uh, it's kind of like hit or miss when I do it. Sometimes when I'm watching TV and I'm a little bored, I'm like, ah, I scroll through my Facebook, and I see something, and they annoy me. I'm like, you know what? You annoyed me yesterday. You know what? You annoyed me on Monday, too. Done. And I'm kind of out, right? And what I have found, I still see some of it, but the amount of reduction I have seen and political stuff that makes me like nauseated on Facebook has gone dramatically down. And now my timeline is back to like 80%. Here's a 30 second video on how you make, you know, stuff beef or whatever the hell it is. Now it's, it's going to take longer than, you know, like MySpace or anything like that did. But I think you are starting to see what is the beginning of the end for Facebook. Um, it's ingrained in our culture now. So it's not going to just fall. You know, one day we all woke up and MySpace was a thing of the past, but like, that's not going to happen. It's going to take an extended amount of time, but you're starting to see it we'll, and, and with younger people in particular, younger people right. in particular. And, but, and, and I would agree with you. Because I was there, and I kept saying, I was like, ah, I think it's, it's going to eat itself. It's going to eat itself. And then my buddy Noah pointed this out to me, and he made perfect sense. And I don't know if this will be enough to save it. We get tired of all things, and then we move on to the next thing. That will happen to Facebook at some point. But my buddy Noah was saying, he's like, the problem with Facebook having the stronghold with this and now is that that's now how you log into other things that you want. Right. You, you know, your access to Netflix is through your Facebook account. Your access into Tinder is through your Netflix account. Or, I'm sorry, your Facebook account. And so he thinks that that's how they're going to continue. Continue to keep us all tied into this. But like I said, I've just been doing a little self-editing, not unfriending, but unfollowing accounts, not seeing in my timeline. I'm seeing a lot less political memes now, and I'm seeing a lot more. And again, like six months ago, we were annoyed by the tasty videos. And now it feels like a vacation from what Facebook has been for me for the last little while. But they are going to start to examine a dislike button, going to roll it out via their messaging app first, and then eventually it will hit your timeline. I think it's just another reason for us to start screaming at one another about how we're smarter than you and I know more about this and you didn't fact check this and it's just going to be more and more and more yelling. Guys, if you can last longer than 58 seconds, you're doing better than a professional athlete. I'll explain next. Hang on. On on Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. 8.30 will pass out a uh, four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game this weekend. Charge making a run at the playoffs. That's pretty awesome. Also, 9 o'clock, new tour Tuesday. New Papa Roach, new Jackal, new Godsmack. It's exciting. A lot of sports on the program. Um, as, as at 8.45, a previous NFL player had some interesting things to say about what he was capable of doing yesterday via Twitter. It was very interesting. We'll get into that a little later. But uh, by now, you may have heard one of the additions, one of the playmakers that has uh, just signed with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers got hurt. 58 seconds into the first game last night, Andrew Bogut, former uh, Golden State Warrior, now part of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, got hurt. And this was, you know, one of the guys that we had signed trying to make, you know, another uh, championship run here. And 
again, I've been talking about this, you know, the last few days, it seemed like, you know, the national media was like, oh, well, you know, the Cavs just signed Darren Williams and, you know, Andrew Bogut. They're now the favorite now that Kevin Durant's hurt. And I kind of, you know, agreed with that. I was like, okay, you know, one team's bolstering up the roster and the other team just lost the second best player in the NBA. That's going to negatively affect you for a lo- about at least a while, I would think. And, uh, you know, but I don't know. And uh, so now Bo gets hurt, though. 58 seconds. Did he even score? No, no. I don't think there was any production. Like no production from him, whatsoever. From right? him at all. I mean, within 58 seconds, I don't know how much you would have you know, expected out of him. James says it was very deflating. It's a tough moment. We were all excited about the acquisition, you know, to bring him in here. Uh, him getting some series, uh, him getting some games under his belt before the playoffs. So hopefully we can uh, hope, hope for the best with the MRI or whatever the case may be. But this is a tough one. Yeah, I mean, you, you really do have to think. And last night in particular, how like much wind out of the sails that would have been last night, where it's like, all right, dude, we got a new guy, we're getting yeah, him into the fold. This bit. is a big deal, and then all of a sudden he's he's on the ground with a broken leg. There, it did have to be like, oh my, this God, is brutal. What, what, what do we do? Right. Um, I think ultimately we're still going to be okay. I uh, I like the Cavaliers' chances. I think it, as long as you have LeBron James, you have a shot. And I saw a lot of this last night and this morning when I first woke up and uh, you know uh, online. Uh, you know the Cleveland curse is back. Oh the curse! Oh the curse! First of all, I'm a grown up, so I don't buy into that. And second of all, you just won. A title. Yeah. Yeah. Most teams don't go back to back. They don't. Look at the NFL. You can win the Super Bowl and next year not make the playoffs. You can make the Super Bowl, not make the playoffs the next year. Major League Baseball, it's happened plenty of times. All the time. All the time. So, like, a little bit of this is, and you've been talking about this a lot, and I think you were one of the first people on it, but the Cavaliers fan base has become ultra spoiled recently. And LeBron said this once, and we crucified him for it. The public crucified him for it, but he is. Sometimes you can say things that are true, and it's like, yeah, that was probably better left unsaid. Right. But Le, but LeBron did say once, I've been so good for so long, you're taking me for granted, and he had kind of said that, and he's right about it. Oh, you're crazy if you think otherwise. I mean, the dude should have been for the past ten years and and, and for MVP. the Yeah, I mean, it's 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 he truly is the most valuable player. In any to the league, to the league, to the close, yeah, to the association, he is. So you know, if he wasn't, it wouldn't. We wouldn't hear this. You know, kids save up, parents save up all year to buy their kids tickets for Christmas, and then he comes into town and he doesn't play. If LeBron wasn't LeBron, you wouldn't care if he sat or not. Right. Kyrie Irving can sit a game and it's like, ah, it sucks, but nobody cares. And that dude's a star. Kyrie's is a, a he's a star point guard in the league. But LeBron James is truly on a different level. So because he's the league. He's I mean, this is, you know, he's the, the league. Best basketball player in the planet. Welcome so, to Tom Bradyville. I, uh, you know, and I, I, there has to be room for that. There has to be some sort of like, well, of course, that's what's going to happen with LeBron. Um, I, 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 I think Cavs fans need to react or relax. Um, I, I, I feel like we all have that that Cleveland mentality, that Cleveland sports fan mentality on us still. Well, it'll never happen. And it's like, dude, it, it already just, happened. Right, it was just proven wrong that it can happen. And it happened without Andrew Bogut. So relax about that, dude. Every Cavaliers or a team that has ever won a championship won it without Andrew Bogut. Every single one of them. All of them. All of them. 100% success rate without Andrew Bogut there. I've been hearing this debate online. I'm interested to get your take because you've been a Cavs fan since, like, honestly, since the day you were born. Yeah. 
Is this the most talented Cavaliers team ever? Um, All time. Well, it's hard to say that last year's squad wasn't. You know what I'm saying? You can point you at this title, year's team, right. but you can point at last year's team, and that's the team that I'm going to say was the best Cavs team of, of all time. Because they got it done? Because they were the ones who got it done. Right. Um, is it, if I'm just being objective about it, I'm just kind of like... Yeah, I, I, I would have a hard time saying no to this just based on the fact of, of I mean, how... Nance, Doherty, Price, Elo, those teams were pretty good. Yeah, those teams were all great. There's no question about it. But those teams arguably had, you know, maybe three of the top 25 players in the NBA at any given time, where this Cavs team has arguably three of the top 10 NBA players at any okay. given time. So you do kind of have to look at that from a... My dad stood in in Koenig Sports for like four hours so I could get something signed by Brad Doherty and Craig Elo one day and just bitched and swore like through his teeth all day at that. I, uh, well, you know, dude standing there at Coney and just like, son of a, a bitch, bitch. Bear. you and I were going to play basketball, you chubby little bastard. <laughs> no, not even close. Um, you but know, I still have that Brad Doherty signed photo. Oh, of course you do. Of course you do, dude. The big man, Brad Doherty. And who, who, by the way, is a NASCAR correspondent now, which is always just like, what? No, what? not only that. He's, what? Dude, he's a NASCAR team owner. Oh, like, is he, he? He owns part of a team. Oh, I've only ever seen him on TV. I didn't know no, he was yeah. that deep into the game. No, 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 no. He owns, he owns race cars. Like that, dude, Brad is all in on NASCAR. I, uh, you know, I, I obviously this is one of the most, if not the most talented Cavaliers uh, squad of all time. Um, Hard to argue and, that. You know, I, I, I've said this about them when they were down three to one in the NBA Finals, and I'll say it about them now that you know a backup center got hurt. Which let's keep that in perspective, guys. We're talking about a backup center here. Yes, it would have been nice to have six fouls. Yes, it would have been nice to have somebody who could protect the rim. Yes, it would have been nice to have somebody who could who could take minutes off Tristan Thompson. But we're talking about a backup center. Um, I mean, this isn't Tristan Thompson going down. But whether they're down 3-1 in the finals to the Warriors or Andrew Bogut just broke his tibia, um, the Cavaliers, anytime you roll out the basketballs, LeBron James and the boys have a chance of winning that game. That's just the truth of it, dude. Against any squad, on the face of the planet. If you give me this Cavaliers team against any team on the face of the planet, are they going to win 100% of the time? Of course not. Of course not. But could they win 100% of those games? Yes, they could. So that's the best I can ask out of my sports franchise. I can't I can't be, well, you have to win them all, and nothing can go wrong ever. Never going to win and them all. Of course not. N- never going to win them all. All right, so let me ask you this, because we're getting ready to head into March Madness, which is the NCAA tournament, and I think that it's pretty common knowledge that what part of the appeal of the NCAA tournament is, is that it's one and done. It's bracket, you gotta play, you gotta win. Would the NBA be better or worse if you went bracket style? Oh, worse. You've got, you know, well, first of all, you're never going to have that happen because you're losing games there. Um, and even if you put all those teams into a, a, a you know. Double elimination bracket, maybe? I just feel like at that point, the, the seven-game series, I think, is the best way to prove which team is better. And I think that's why baseball does it. I think that's why basketball does it. If football had the availability to do it, they would. Would, but you can't. So, like, I think the the the, the imagine if the Super Bowl was the best of three games, best of three or something like that. Yeah, I mean, just like the, imagine that. Just the nature of the sport alone lends it, lends itself very well to basketball. Lends itself to a series. It and, does. And the thing with a a why tournaments work better in college is because you're, well, you're trying to make it a little bit more fair. Well, maybe not a little bit more fair, but college basketball. 
coaching really, really matters. And professional Truth. basketball doesn't necessarily matter as much. And when, when you have when you have a seven-game series, you can game plan for that team. When you're doing tournament style, it's just the next team up, and that's who you have to go with. you got 24 hours to get ready for this team. And I guess maybe that would be a little bit of entertainment. Like, well, all of a sudden, they've well, what, got to, what, you know. Because well, what it does is every game matters. Like every, And I understand, dude, in a seven-game series, it's not that they don't matter, but it's like it's when – or you're done. I mean, now all of a sudden, it really matters. I'm not proposing it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the way you know the you know way the NBA does it now. It's just I, I I've been hearing that argument. I was like, I wonder if that would make it more interesting if more people would watch it. Maybe. Um, I don't know if necessarily more people would watch, but it will be interesting to see here. You're right, March Madness coming around the corner. It will be interesting to see people who have not posted anything about college basketball within the last year all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I'm a bracketologist. What, what, what are you talking about, dude? It's called College basketball, like pick, 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 pick the Michigan State or the Spartans, pick, pick Duke, pick North Carolina, and you'll be fine. Your bracket will be good. I like Lonzo Ball to win. <laughs> right? So, like, whoever UCLA is playing, I feel like UCLA probably wins. That kid, I mean, his dad seems to be kind of a little too outspoken right now. Says his kid's better than Steph Curry. I think you got to back that. I think you got to dial that down a little bit. And I'm not even a Steph Curry fan, but I feel like you got to dial that down a little bit. But that kid does look like he might be good, that Lonzo Ball kid. Um, it'd be interesting to see if that translates in the NBA. His dad seems to think that uh, he, he's going to be the best player in the NBA. That's, I mean, Jesus. Your kid lives in the world with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. So I, I temper your expectations. I understand fatherly pride there. I get it. There's an Ohio town that's worried about a game that grown men are playing. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, New Papa Roach, New Jackal, New Godsmack, all part of that. Doing an all-rock version this week. I know sometimes we move around the board, play some pop, play some country. Not this week. You're a rock station, play rock music. I've taken that message for three years, and so today you're getting your wish. It just rocks. Now that's not. We're not changing it forever. No. We just found some. We we found some stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Let's get on that tomorrow. Oh, well, what about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play that tomorrow. And then we just realized, okay, let's just make it a rock version. So we'll do that. We're also going to pass out a four pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game this weekend. We'll do that here shortly. One 243 The number you need. On those. So I read this story. Um, there's a, a small town in Ohio that's warning its residents about some dangers of a game that's being played. And I would have thought that this was going to be kids. Like, and by kids, I mean like high school kids. Okay. Like, I, I thought this was going to be kids. And I'm looking at the photos, and this is like men with their own kids. Okay. And the kids aren't playing it, at least in the photo I have. Okay. But it turns out Middletown, Ohio, Butler County, and apparently this happens every year, all right? So I'm going to, uh, or often enough to where they had to do this. So I'm going to read to you part of a public service announcement by the Middletown Division of Police via their Facebook page. Public service announcement. It's that time of year again. Now they say high school students, but again, I'm looking at dads who are doing this. Where high school students and young adults start playing and getting involved in the game of Nerf Wars. If you don't know what Nerf Wars is, they simply say, we'll put it like this. A Nerf War is an activity involving Nerf blasters or other foam-firing toy weapons 
And Nerf Wars can be a wide range of games, from informal shootouts to ambushes and setups at restaurants, houses, and businesses. Okay, so you're playing with your Nerf bow and arrow, just like everyone did in the 1990s. You get, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> There's, they're also, like, they, I, I, apparently Nerf now has automatic firing, like, guns with, like, Tommy gun type clips and rounds that go into it. Yeah, I know they've got like obviously they've gotten a lot better since when we were kids, but they're 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 yeah like like to shoot you know like a bunch of arrows at you. I've seen the commercials for those. I kind of want one of them. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. So of course you know the weather starts to break, people start doing this kind of stuff. Of course, and you know it's interesting, and they're obviously warning you because running around neighborhoods with guns is going to freak people out. You are going to freak people out doing that, and. I know what the argument's going to be. The argument's going to be, well, you know, the gun's orange, or this gun's blue, and this gun, and so, like, you can tell they're fake. Except for now, you go online, and people are making 9 millimeters that look like the gun that came with the original Nintendo. You can get those. There's guns now that fold up and look like a cell phone case. So I don't know how law enforcement is supposed to know for sure. I don't know how they're going to know that. And I think that this is one of those games that you can play depending on where you live. Like in certain neighborhoods, I don't think it's going to be the smartest idea to be running, not alone with the cops, but with your neighbor maybe. Even. Yeah, I was going to say is, 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 is that's what's probably going to be more likely to happen is that a neighbor is going to see you running by and decide that they need to stand their ground or, you know, whatever, whatever I gotta the stop case this. is. Right, right. And they're going to pull their real gun And this out. is right. This is going to be dangerous. Now, this reminds me uh, again. Now, they say this is uh, like high school kids, but again, I'm looking at dads here and um I remember being in high school, all right? I know it was forever and a day ago. But, like, super soakers were yeah. all the rage when yeah. I was in high school. That was, like, the toy gun, right? And so, yeah, come summertime and the weather breaks, we would get in our cars from the high school parking lot, we'd roll them down, and we would have super soaker wars. But you know what? And I... It was a simpler time, but it was a little bit of a simpler time where, where, well, there wasn't, there definitely wasn't a national conversation about, you know, cops shooting kids or whatever. And, and there wasn't that. And again, maybe I didn't know the dangers that could come with this as a kid, but it, it just seemed like, yeah, you could get away with that then where this now, this feels like it does. It feels like dangerous. Which is insane that we are talking about Nerf guns right now. We are talking about like literally toys that are designed toys. to be like safe. Like they are designed. That's what Nerf's whole thing is. Is like, yeah, you can throw this at your little brother. Yeah, and you're, he's not going to cry that much. You throw yeah, the Nerf can, football right in his face. Right. Yeah, you can shoot. You can shoot your dad with this, and he can only get so pissed because you know you're you know because that's what me and my brother did. We'd climb up on the roof, and like if my dad was grilling, we'd have those Nerf bow and arrows and just let them rain on him. He would get so mad, bro. Like so mad. But, like, that's what it is. It's that fun, campy, like, hey, yeah. we're going to go, you know, this side that's of true. the street versus that side of the street, and we're doing Nerf, baby. And, like, that was awesome. Like, so what's... It does make me a little sad that, like, like kids have to worry about that now. So, I mean, who's in the wrong here? The people playing the Nerf game? The people who are going to shoot you for, for stepping onto their property and pretending like it's gun? The cops for not knowing the difference between, you know, Nerf guns and real guns? I mean, where's... where's where, where's the... Uh, who's right here? I mean, I'm looking at one of these guns right now. Like, not only does it have a full-blown automatic clip in it, there's like a military-grade-type scope on top of this thing that this dude's looking through. 
Is it obviously a fake gun, though? Again, it's like fluorescent orange. But if I do a real quick Google search, like there's, you see these things all the time. Is this gun real or fake? And sure enough, it's like, I don't know. Is it? Because again, people are making like the Nintendo Blaster into a real gun now. Now, usually the, is this real or fake, is the airsoft gun, the right. realistic That looks gun. like a real gun. These Nerf guns don't necessarily look like but, that. But, I mean, let's be real. If criminals want to start, you know, making better weapons, I'm sure the concept of making a gun, you know, that looks like a Nerf gun or has mods that look make it look like it's, you know, painted purple. How you long is that? that right? How long is that gonna be? It's right. gonna be very soon. Well, I mean, what's the answer? Take away Nerf guns, take away all toy guns, and then we don't want another Trayvon no. Martin, right? Uh, I mean, we don't want that. Like we don't want we don't want some kid running through uh, his neighbor's backyard getting shot by his neighbor. I don't know. What's what's yeah, what are we gonna say? I mean, here's the thing, okay? We're also saying, well, you know, they're orange, they're yellow, they're this, they're that. You know, at dusk, are they? You know what I mean? That sun starts to go down a little bit. Are they? I don't know. Maybe. But I got to tell you, where I live, <laughs> I think the last thing you would do is at 645, dusk at summertime or whatever, would I be running up and down like wow. fifth and cherry wow. with like an automatic weapon, bro? Wow. Like I'm just not doing that. I mean, like you, you, kids live around you. There's no question about it. Maybe kids, you, you, you wish they didn't, but they did. And like now those kids can't go have a nerf fight in their backyard or in the front yard. Sounds sad, doesn't it? It does. You can't take your super soakers out because you're going to get shot. I'm <laughs> Wow. I'm telling wow. you, I mean, I would, I'm not one of the, like you hear parents say a lot now, like, I don't want my kids playing with guns when they're little. I don't want to, I don't want to fester the infatuation with guns. Now if that's your take is, is how you're parenting your kid. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. It's your kid. You're trying to do what you think is best right. for your kid. All right. I won't knock that. So, but I wouldn't want to be a parent that wouldn't let my my son play with guns if like that's what he wanted to do. But I would be hyper aware. Like, let's be honest. My financial situation's not great, so I'm guessing, like, you know, again, my wife's is going to just be okay too. And so we're probably going to be honestly stuck living in my one bedroom apartment no matter what. And so, like, I think I would look at my kid going outside, like, mm, let take the bike. Not letting the kid take the Nerf gun outside. Maybe wow. don't. Maybe don't take the Nerf gun outside. Wow. wow. Not after dark. Not starting to get dark. I would be worried about it because, again, you know what it is? It's because the what the risk is is too much. So if that's the case, then why would you even let your kid have it? You know what I'm saying? If the risk is so they're gonna, great. They're going to run out of the house with it. They're going to put it in a bag. and I'm just going over Billy's to do homework. If the risk and, is so yeah. great, you can't allow them to have it outside of your home. Should they even have it? I... I mean, dude, I'm hearing now that this guy tweets and says, I have a fully automatic, battery-powered Nerf gun. Dear God, these things have gotten way out. I mean, they've come, worse. They've come a lot. What do those cost? What's that going to cost me? bucks, right? I would assume. I mean, like an upper echelon Nerf gun, Nerf gun a couple hundred bucks, I'm going to assume. I mean, I remember back when I was like a sophomore or junior in high school, like a good super soaker was 150 bucks. What about paintball guns? Can I can 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 my kid have a paintball gun? Can he go outside and play with a paintball gun? Or is that I, all right? I would not send my kid out to the street with a paintball gun right now. No, I would not. No, I would not. Because again, the risk is so high. Laser tag? You know what I'm saying? They've got those new laser tag things where you put it on your chest vest and you go out there. Dude, that's a, wow. That sounds like wow. a Beverly Hills game. Doesn't sound like South Central. Like, I feel like you gotta be, you know what I mean? Well, are you more concerned about neighbors or, or police here? Because let's be real, you go out into the sticks. It's not like your neighbor's not gonna shoot you if he thinks, you know, if he thinks he's yeah. on your property. No, this is, a, no, there are variables here. 
You know, I'm, I guess both is, would be my answer. I'm worried about both. Wow, going out there with a Nerf gun, afraid that somebody's going to just, I mean, dude, John Q. Public, some citizen walking by because he's going to be like, oh, I got my CCW. I'm going to get him. I think, like I said, wow. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight. Yes, I think most people could look at that and go, okay, there's four kids. They're all like, every gun's yellow or blue or orange. That's, we're okay. But again, like, it's not always 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I, 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 think, I think it was definitely smart of the police department to say, hey, make sure you're aware of this kind of stuff. And maybe if you're, like, what do we always say about young kids? You play with who lives on your street. So maybe what I would do is if it was my kid and my neighbor's kids that wanted to be doing this, I would say, well, why don't we just do this? You get this yard, this yard, and this yard. You get three backyards in a row and go have fun. But outside of that, well, you got to worry. Kids listen to you all the time, you know? No, yeah. I don't listen to you. I guess. I mean, I guess. You're not going to be standing right there. Like I said, they're going to tell you they're going to Billy's to do homework. And next thing you know, they're smoking weed in the garage. Wait, I wasn't meant to. <laughs> yeah, wasn't meaning to tell you a real story. I was, wasn't meaning to tell you a real story. I'm sorry about that. We do have charge tickets. We'll pass those out. And you will not believe what Arian Foster claims he can do. We'll tell you that next. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Pass out some charge tickets here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. They'll uh, be a four-pack for this weekend. And 9 o'clock is new Tour Tuesday. New Papa Roach, new Jackal, new Godsmack. Now, the Godsmack's a cover. Okay? The Godsmack is a cover there. Whoa. So, we started reading these tweets yesterday. And apparently they were they were from Sunday, and uh, we found them a little late in the program yesterday. I was like, "All right, we'll put a pin in that. We'll, you know, we'll get into this tomorrow." And I believe does Arian Foster still play in the league? I know he was a running back for the Houston Texans. I think he's now retired. I, I, I think he's out of the league right now, but I could be wrong about that. And uh, it doesn't really matter, as he took to his Twitter account. And had some interesting things to say about wanting to go camping and the like. And he starts out here by saying, I want to go camping, but the wildlife scares me. As it should. Wildlife can be scary. Yeah. They can can take your life. And it's a lot easier to avoid them in your house than in a tent. So that's a valid point. I, I understand why maybe you're a little concerned. And then he starts to go into tweets that I think are designed, given the fact of when they're happening, to get his name on the radar of teams. And it says, I honestly think I can take a wolf one-on-one, though. Tweets again, I've studied the wolf. He can't read. I know his weaknesses. Plus the thumb thing. Feels like he's got thumbs, he can take the wolf. If he bites me, his main weapon is immobilized. Then he becomes vulnerable. This is why thumbs are so important, Arian Foster. Thumbs mean I can grab him. He can't grab me. All he has is a mouth. Grab his neck, and then he can't bite. Yeah, these things are true in theory. But let the wolf start hauling ass at you and leap in the air, and then all of a sudden you're going to realize, it's Team Jacob, bitch. Like That's the way that's going to go. That wolf is going to rip your throat out. What was that movie with Liam Neeson, and he was fighting the wolves like Into the Wild? Or the, into gray. the, or the Gray. The Gray. That's the Gray. And that was a good movie. Um... Foster, I mean, obviously an athletic man, a very, uh, very strong dude. Could he get one wolf? I mean, I think it's possible. I do. I think it's possible he could kill a wolf. Well, yeah, people have done it. 
You know what I mean? So yes, um, you know, the, uh, one of these guys writes back and starts giving him, you know, all like the statistics about a wolf, and he's like, advantage wolf. And Aaron Foster's having none of that. He says the wolf doesn't have four Pro Bowls. Overcome injuries, doesn't have thumbs, advantage me, effer. And like he swears at the dude. He says, I think we think of wolves as these vicious aggressors, and they've just become heightened stories through the years. I look at this thing, man. Y'all y'all gassed wolves via fables and fairy tales. There's probably a little bit of validity there where we do think that, you know, uh, the stories we've heard are true. It's just a part of who we are. And I think that people probably overestimate there. You know, you know, somebody responds back to him and starts talking about, you know, him, you know, like a wolf, like tearing out your arteries and stuff. He's like, bro, you think a wolf knows where my artery is? All of a sudden I'm fighting a wolf that knows biology. (laughs) (laughs) This feels a little flat earth truther Kyrie Irving like let's have a little fun with the media let's have a little fun with people and it also feels a little bit like hey NFL teams pay attention to me it feels a little like that um but I hope he doesn't actually think he can just go into the wild fight a wolf and well I don't think you're walking away from that and we're talking obviously him with no weapons I mean if he has a gun or a knife or whatever then obviously advantage football player there but one man versus one wolf I guess it depends on the wolf's demeanor you know is this wolf and but by the time you start fighting you're in fight or flight mode there the wolf's gonna fight to kill there's no question about that he's not gonna pull punches do I think Arian Foster could take out a wolf? Dude, here's the best. Dude, the comment section on these kind of stories are always the best. Because they say here, you've studied the wolf. You know he can't read. They say, did it take you studying the wolf <laughs> <laughs> to realize he can't read? And that is so funny. Here's the other thing that happens with this. You know, people started attacking him and then really going low blow and wanted to yell at him. Talking about, you know, well, you abused your kid. And they were getting him confused with Adrian Peterson. Ah. And it's Arian Foster. Ah. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, well, those are completely different people. He was the running back for the Houston Texans for a while, and he was like the man for a minute in the NFL. Another guy writes in and says, you know, I'm sad you didn't study the Wolf's film. That's what you got to do. You got you to study the film. Now people are getting too technical. This guy's an idiot. First of all, he's basing this off the lone wolf scenario. They hunt in packs. He's never going to find himself against one wolf. He's going to get murdered. Well, yeah, dude. You put, start throwing multiple wolves in there. You're, you, you've got your, you know. Yeah, because what they do is one of them diverts your attention, and then they all, like, they flank you. Wolves are actually really smart like that. They're all coming at you, dude. Not much you can Again, do. Again, the, the not having thumbs is actually the advantage there. Right? Because the thumbs mean steering wheel, giant eagle, food. No thumbs means I got to run my ass off, take a leap yeah. six feet in the air, tackle this thing, yeah. fight it to the death, and then eat it. And like Advantage wolf. And a wolf isn't necessarily studying biology or anything like that, but a wolf instincts. knows. Yeah, instincts you know, dictate where to attack you, and the throat is going to be the place where a wolf goes. I, I think it could happen, though. I want to see an updated version of pros versus Joes. I want to see the past athletes versus wildlife animals. Dahani Jones would be into this. Now, I, I always, um, I've always stand, stood firm on my concept of if I uh, couldn't take you down as a pet, like if, if I feel like you could kill me, I can't have you as a pet. Um, do, okay. Do you do you think you could take a wolf? No. You think you could take a pit bull? What dog you think you take? A grand, a golden, a golden retriever? Oh, dude! Any dog, if it wants to, 
Like, dude, a German Shepherd is every bit as capable of ripping your throat out as a pit bull is. Yeah, I can't have an animal like that. If I feel like you can kill me, I can't have you. Like a pit bull, if they do, if they lock their jaws on you, they say the best thing to do is get a kitchen knife and stab it in the ribs. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, how many, how many dogs do you feel like you could take? How many, like, I, I, and that's concerning. I don't understand why people want pets that are essentially wolves that could Your kill them. Your theory is you have cats, you could choke that cat I'd out. I choke my allowed. cat out, dude. If my girlfriend wants to get a small dog, it's like, all right, we can do that. Like a purse dog, you feel like, you, I, yeah, just choke it out. a purse dog, but like a golden retriever. I feel like if I take out me versus a golden retriever, I'm going to win that fight. Yeah, I'm going to get bit. Yeah, there's going to be issues, but I'm going to win that fight. Me versus, you know, an Alaskan Malmute or something like that, dude. I'm not trying to fight half wolf beasts seems like a terrible idea to me here's what i would tell arian foster you know where you see wolves most on a hipster t-shirt you could probably take one of those a hipster t-shirt wolf you could probably beat one of those in the wild i think you get your ass kicked and i'm telling you I don't know if it's FX or if it's, you know, Spike TV or somebody, but somebody get on the pros versus Joe's former athlete versus wildlife animal. At least let's get a sports science on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me the wolf stats. Give, give me, me the numbers. Give me the numbers. Break it down. Give me, the, give me the numbers. Give me the math there. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm no. with you. Let's pass out these charge tickets. Four pack it is for this weekend. We'll take caller 15 right now at 800-243-7625. That's that number. And we'll start New Turd Tuesday next on Rock 106.9. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. About to start New Tier Tuesday. Before we do, you may be uh, shopping around new cars now that the weather is getting ready to break. Check out CSE Federal Credit Union for the best rate on an auto loan you're going to find. Locally uh, handled here. All of your money stays local, given the fact that they are a local credit union, 100% so. It's not going to cost you anything to talk to somebody about loan options or to get pre-approved. There's no application fee. None of that kind of stuff happens with CSE. You can find out more info by checking out their website, find where they're uh, located as well, visiting their website, which is csefcu.com. So it is Tuesday, it is 9 o'clock, and we do uh, New Tour Tuesday at 9 o'clock. And now normally what we do is we pick a song from like, you know, all the different formats, play them and kind of judge them. And a lot of, you know, some people really like that and some people really like, you know, like your rock station should stay in your lane. So yesterday we started looking through the musical lineup and it's like, man, there's a bunch of like new like rock music and that's not always the case. And so we said, okay, we'll get, we'll, you know, you know, we're not afraid to change the system up occasionally. It's not going to change forever. But for this week's episode, we've decided to go all rock all the time. It just rocks. That's actually a great slogan for a, a rock station. Uh, it, it was the slogan of a rock station I once worked for. And honestly, that would be a good one for us to adopt. Is that is that what we do? Oh. oh, oh, as it's written on this, is that still our slogan? I thought we were Canton's rock mother. It says it right there. It just rocks. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Then. Whoops. You know what? Maybe I'll listen to the radio station when I get home. You know, maybe I'll do that. Three. Hilarious. Three years in, maybe. I, not only is it written on a sign next to me, it's written on a sign that's the on the IG wall. Right over there, on the wall there, that's directly in front of me. Yeah, it's all over the place. It just huh. rocks. I should, pay, I should probably pay more attention <laughs> to the radio. Yeah, I would. I'd recommend that. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> We're going to start this week's episode, sorry about that, with New Papa Roach. And uh, this song's called Help. I think I Jeez. Help. Writing new songs? You might. Yeah, good might. lord. Why are they going acoustic? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You'd think Papa Roach would come out guns blazing. You but. would think. I think I need help. 
Yeah, his voice needs to be hidden a little bit. Oh, I like yeah. I like Jacoby, good dude, very nice guy. He was like one of the first rock stars I met. Um, you know, working in the radio business, good guy. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? He's decent to his fans and stuff. But he's again not a powerful singer. He's got a right voice for the format, but like he just needs to. It does need to be hidden a little. I think I need help. I'm trying. Say it all in this song, though. No, you Let's spread some of it out. Yikes. See? All you guys do is play Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Yeah, because it's good. Yeah. Because it's good. At least you know those songs are all right. Yeah, they're tried and true there. And I get, I will concede that radio can be a little guilty of just playing the same thing over and over. We all know, right? I will concede. But part of the reason why we're not in a hurry to put like the new rock on is because it sounds like... Yeah, but I mean, Scars came out 10 years ago. Last, Scars would be good. Last Getting Resort away with was probably 15 years ago. Oh, longer than that. Yeah, last Resort oh, would be good. Yeah, Scars would be good. Getting Away with Murder would be good. She Loves Me Not would be all right. Yeah, there's a few. Do you think he's tired of writing this song so many times? Because no. it's it's the same thing over and over and no. over and over again. Dude. No, the, the, the truth of it is this. And again, knowing uh, you know a couple of national touring bands the way I do, it's a job. It's just a job. Jacoby, at the end of the day, is just a guy who's worried about how he's going to pay for his kids to go to college like you are. And he goes, oh, wait, I don't have to worry about that. I'll write this. For the nine millionth time, my fans will buy it, and I'll make more money. At the end of the day, none of these artists are about like you or like the sanctity of the music or any of it. Everybody's just trying to eat. And so like that's why I don't take bands apart for like selling out or buying in or whatever it is you want to call it. It's just, dude, they're just human beings trying to make their way in the world. That's it. I wouldn't necessarily have known this was Papa Roach. Oh, really? I know his voice so well, like I can hear him a mile away. He sounds exactly the same to me. That was terrible. That part was terrible. You do. They had a song a few years ago that I thought was going to be a bigger hit. It was called Lifeline. 
And I really thought that song was going to end up being bigger than it was, and it just fizzled out. That was like the last time they were relevant. You gotta remember too the the whole getting tired of writing the song. Every year, a new kid turns sixteen who's got that filled with that angst that he doesn't know where to take it, and so Jacoby's like, "Yep, time for you to be a Papa Roach fan. Yep, time for you to be a Papa Roach fan." Yeah, and I mean, I guess dudes are sick of putting tires on at at at, at, at you know at the tire shop, and dudes he, are tired of selling you know crap he, they have to do. Is he sick of singing Last Resort on stage? Yeah, probably. He is probably sick of doing that. Just to me, this just feels like eh, it's Last Resort light. Eh, it's Scars light. Eh, it's you know, hey, yeah, it is. it's 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 the songs you had, and the lazy. feelings you had, right? And I'm not expecting Pop Roach to like reinvent the wheel. Honestly, the worst thing they could probably do is be like, no, we're gonna do something completely out, dude. You you never would have guessed Pop Roach, right? Right. So I guess just stick to what you Stay know. Stay in the lane. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Know your place in the world and continue to hit that nail over the head and drive it home. All, you know, like every other great musical artist in the although yeah, let's not let's not get carried away. Papa Roach is Hell, like every other dude in the history of the world. You just keep going to work every day and yeah. doing swinging the same hammer and, and doing the same thing every single day. And I guess why would Papa Roach be any different? Putting your mark on the world there. Uh, Phantom, let me get the vote though. It's a turn. Nothing redeeming about that song, really. Um, the chorus wasn't all that memorable, so it's not like, dude, that's a hit record. And there was nothing like, I, I, I didn't get like a, you know, the first time you heard Scars, you were like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, I scars. get it, I get it, right. feel that. And Sounds like a hit. There was there was nothing about that that said hit to me. So. The first time I heard Getting Away With Murder, I was like, oh, I remember the record label brought it in, and I was like, dude, that is a big, big record. And it was for like four or five years. That song stayed on rock radio for a long time. But that right there was a turd it's a turd we have new jackal and it's called all night rodeo i can't wait i cannot wait that's next hang on tuesday welcome back to the stansbury show already played you the new papa roach help we both voted turd on that one because it was not good not very good that was not good um i saw the name of this next song uh by a band called jackal who was uh you know pretty big when i was growing up and uh and i said this yesterday it was totally true they have songs that i love like push comes to shove by jackals a song i absolutely love i love that song um, Dirty Little Mind was pretty good too. You know, there's some others, um, but their new song's called All Night Rodeo, and I was just like, oh dear God, it's Jackal. I know who they are as a band, and the song's called All Night Rodeo. I, I feel like I, this is like paint by numbers. Like I feel like I know exactly how this is gonna sound, and uh, I couldn't wait to hear it. So let's take a listen to New Jackal now. When was Jackal's heyday? Early '90s, like I said, they opened up for Aerosmith at the Q. Early '90s on that, um, uh, on that, what was that album? Get a Grip album for, okay. for, for Aerosmith. So it was like right around there. Jackal always feels like that band to me that I've always known about, but I've always been like, how do I know about these dudes? Right. Like, and, and I can remember. Well, it's because the debut album had dogs on it. Ah, Dog, instead of playing poker, they were playing with, uh, you know, what are those things called? Chainsaws. He's got a cool voice, though, or at least he did back in the day. They're a cool band. Like, they just have a cool sound to them. Yeah, Southern Sleaze, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And I like that. 
You know who he is a little bit? He was the Josh Todd before Josh Todd. He kind of has that sound a little bit. Like more going more back to Josh Todd's Slam Hound, which was the band before Buck Jerry. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little too inside the room, but uh yeah, a little, a little Josh Toddy. website yeah and uh it seems like their new album is called raw is it rawico sounds about right i don't know something weird yeah they're strange <laughs> they're strange dude I would assume they're doing this in like support of a tour or something. New album, new tour, new album. Yeah, I, I, I think they're getting ready to head out on, on the road. Here. I'd recommend anybody go see Jackal, dude. Even if you're not a huge fan, they're just like a cool band to watch. The live. six hits you're going to hear that you remember are all pretty good. Right. Like the new stuff's going to, but that's like most, welcome to going to most concerts. You go to the right. beer tent or whatever during the new song anyway. And so, and what I would tell guys is, Dude, the women that are in the jackal, you're probably oh, yeah. gonna get laid. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's they're not like uptight. You pull the chainsaw out, and all of a sudden, dude, dude, jackal, jackal broads are going wild. <laughs> um, I, you know, and even even with the with the six songs that you know, and the ones that new ones that you don't, I think the thing with even this, it sounds like it could have been an old jackal song. So right? I'm like, if if eh. we didn't tell you this was new, you'd be like, I remember this song. Yeah, that's- pretty good, dude. That was that off the third album. Yeah, you're right about that. And they don't take themselves too seriously. Like they know they're kind of a not a joke, rock band, but right. they but they were willing to. Yeah, dude, they had a little bit of the sense of humor still in rock and roll. Then they're not. Um, they're not. Uh, what's that band? Steel Panther. They're not Steel Panther, but they're kind of. I, I could. But s- they could look at Steel Panther and say, "Yeah, I'm guilty of that," and play a show with them and be okay right. with it. Right. right. Absolutely. Thank Gene Simmons for Seal Panther, by the way. Thanks, Gene. <laughs> Gene? Gene Simmons is who gave you that. He saw that on the LA Strip and said, hit, and put money behind it. Yeah, if you're drinking beers in your garage, why not, Jackal, right? I mean, yeah, I mean... You're in a garage in Maslin drinking beer. Yes, listen to Jackal. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I could see Jackal being big in Alliance. I could see that being a big band there. Everybody come to party. Everybody come to party. 
Like I said, Push Comes to Shove was great. I love that song. But they do, I will say this, he is dated sounding. Oh, yeah. Like, it sounds like a timestamp. But that, I think, like I said, that kind of makes it better in the sense of it sounds like it could be an old Jackal song. This song, this sounds like a song I have already heard. It and does. There's, 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 there's ground there to gain. What if that happened? <laughs> what if it was an old song? And they were like, nobody will ever know. Nobody's going to know. Nobody Give me, uh, to can I have the vote? Uh, I'm going to go with not a turn. Yeah, I mean, now listen, I'm not like, dude, that is the Jackal song that I'm listening to. But it was more than good enough. If that came on, like I said, in the garage while I'm crushing beers, then yeah, dude, I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Everybody's ready to party. It's yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of good the way Kid Rock is good, which all is right. not at all. But if you're a little tipsy, it's like, yeah, all right, let's, let's have a little of that. I'm going to go the other way, though. I am going to vote turd on the new Jackal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, push comes to shove. Yes, that, no. Godsmack has done another cover. Uh, they've redone Come Together. We'll play you oh, that geez. next. Yeah. Antone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, dude. I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RollHoltVision.com. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We are uh, nearing the end of New Turd Tuesday. We already played you the new Papa Roach help. We both mm-hmm. voted turd on that because it was bad. Then we played you the new Jackal All Night Rodeo. Fantone voted a little softer than I did. He voted uh, not a turd. Kind of felt like it's in line with what Jackal does. And to be honest with you, you're right about the fact. I mean, do they never had like a smash hit? Like, I mean, I know the Lumberjack was like a song that got played. It was never like a huge yeah. hit. So you are right in the sense that that's kind of in their lane. And so maybe expecting anything better than that, especially from 2017 Jackal, I may have been a little harsh, but I voted turd on it. And now for another band that is constantly in the crosshairs of people love them, and then there's hatred for them on the other side because of how formulaic they are. And they kind of like, kind of just always make like the same song over and over and over again. We're talking about ACDC, right? Uh, no. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Pearl Jam. No, 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 no. no, no. Pearl Jam. Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, not oh. them either. Oh, okay. Not them either. None of those bands are repetitive oh. at all. No. Anthony Kiedis has written songs about California and then California. Well, doing drugs in California. And then California. So, yeah. So, again, all music's repetitive there. And uh, I, I don't know when people are going to realize that. But Godsmack really does get a lot of hatred for everything sounding the same. And, and again, they are right. He's always telling you, stay away, keep away, don't say. And I've always said it's because he doesn't want people to find out he's four or five. I mean, the guy's little. He's a little dude. Okay. But they've done some covers in the past. Um, actually, if I remember correctly, they renamed they named their greatest hits record off of uh, a Led Zeppelin song that they covered, which is Good Times, Bad Times. And that was the name of that record. They did uh, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain Way, or one of those Rocky oh, Mountain High. Remember yeah. not too long ago, we did that on New Turd Tuesday. You're right. They did a uh, the, the James Gang song, yeah. right? They, yeah. did, they, they, they did the James Gang there. 
I had forgotten about that. Yeah, it's, it's forgettable. <laughs> so now, yeah, well, yeah, and that it was. Can't blame sure, you. Sure, yeah. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch is another one of these where they constantly, like, they did redid Bad Company, oh, yeah. and then they did House of the Rising Sun, oh, yeah. and, like, people were really angry about that. Yeah, covers are cool, dude. You already know the song, so it's, like, a part, it's familiar already, and, and if, you, if, if you're a band that's, you know... What do I want to say? That has a distinct sound and you can like stamp yourself onto that song. I see why, you know, it's cool. That's always my thing with covers is I want it done one of two ways. Either do it to a T the way the original was done or completely go the other way and like really put your stamp on it. When you start getting in the middle of the road and you start toying with it just a little, it's, it's more annoying to me than anything else. But I do like covers. It was actually my idea once upon a time for this company. It's like, dude, we should do an under the covers like segment where like you play these songs that everybody knows, but it's covered by newer artists. And my boss laughed me out of the room and then picked up the phone, called his boss, sold him the idea. Now this company does it and somebody else is taking credit for what was my idea. And then, you know, I got walked out of the station two years later. So that was fun. And uh, so I do like the covers. I can get behind it. But here's Godsmack doing the Beatles of all people. This has come together. Jeez. Now, you got to remember, this song already made to be a huge hit by another band that covered it once before. That being Aerosmith. Sully, what the hell are we doing? Sully, just make songs for the Navy commercials, bro. Yeah, just get back, stay away, keep away. I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. When you start throwing the juju football in there for for Sully, dude, come on. Which that's never made any sense to me. No, this entire song Song. is filled with ridiculous lyrics. No, dude, ridiculous lyrics didn't start till Jason Aldean. Oh. What are you talking about? No, the best man's ever didn't have ridiculous lyrics. was that bad now i guess of all the beatles songs and let's be real dude the beatles are very deep well got a lot of songs i mean no no again you know, they're mostly the same right 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 and whether you're gonna go like you know back to pop music that they did or the more drugged out stuff in their later years why would you pick a song that's already been covered in a very successful fashion. The fact that Aerosmith, I mean, some people don't even know that this is a Beatles song because the Aerosmith song gets played so, so much. Right. 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 So, like, why, what's, the, what's the victory here? I think you? they're gearing up to put out a covers album because this is actually a little older, but he re-put it out recently, Sully did, and I think they're getting ready to do one of those records where it's like, hey, here's Godsmack's take on the classics. You know, I once saw them, though, and they played the queue, and they opened up for Metallica, and they kicked Metallica's ass that night. Metallica was piss poor, and it was the worst set list Metallica's ever performed in the history of their career, and Godsmack kicked their ass off that stage that night at the queue. It was crazy. Oh, no shoes, he got football, he got 
Why are we shooting Coca-Cola? What? Monkey finger? What? What is that? Don't question the Beatles. Don't question them. I do question the Beatles. I'm not going to be the dude that's like, yo, Beatles suck. But I don't know. They're not as great as everyone always says they are. Mm, I mean, it's kind of hard to say that just because, I mean, they were kind of first and they kind of, they ushered in a lot of, you know, what is still popular in today's music. The 4-4, they kind of standardized that and they made a bunch of bands really want to play. Influential, yes. Overrated, yes. If, I'm not, I'm not, if you're that influential, can you still be overrated? I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, you're making I, a pretty big impact. I, I, I think so. I think you can still, I mean, yes, you you certainly, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not uh, saying you know they what? Yeah. suck. Yeah, you can, because you know who I always say this about, and people get so mad when I say it. But influential, yes. Overrated, yes. Jimi Hendrix. And so, yeah, I'm with you. Tupac, Biggie, Kurt Cobain, all those dudes. Influential, yes. Overrated at the same time. I would agree with Kurt Cobain for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Foo Fighters are a better band than Nirvana. So, I mean, that right there. Dear God. See, that's the part I hate the most. The rest of it's not, like, terrible. It is, like... He knows how to make his voice sound cool enough. Like, but again, when I listen to this, all I just want to hear Awake now. Like, just play Awake. Just play I Stand Alone. Keep away. Get Stay away. away. Get back. Stay away from me. Get out of here. There was a few others. A couple of them. Realign was a great song. The look on Phantom's face right now. Jeez. Another minute of this. I gotta be honest, I think the I think Aerosmith did the best version of this. It's the coolest oh. version, I think. Definitely better than this one. Yeah, that's not hard. I don't know. Oh, stretch it out, Sully. That's what it needs. So, stretch it out. Yeah. One more time. Man. Now you know why we don't do an all-rock version every week. Right. Yeah, dude. More rock music. That's what you guys need. Because <laughs> at least when Chris Brown's in it, there's a chance there might God. be a decent. God. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Give me the... Uh, let's make it official there. It's a turd. Yeah, I'm going to go same way. That it's a turd. Yeah, and again, I don't have the hatred for Godsmack that a lot of, you know, like, uh, you know, hipsters or a lot of, like, music aficionados, like, uh, tend to have. I'm cool with it, dude. Uh, you know, Awake is great. Dude, I've argued with my boss a thousand times about playing Awake on this radio station. I don't, for the life of me, once it's in a Navy commercial and it rocks like that, 
what the hell are we staying away from that for? That will never make sense to me. So, like, I get Godsmack for sure, but that was, man, that was not good. Uh, We do have a few programming notes. Let's make you aware of some stuff. We will be out tomorrow. Uh, It is scheduled. It's planned. Nobody's fired. Everybody's fine. Everybody freaks out, like, when we're not there, and I appreciate that. We do. Uh, But we will be out tomorrow. I do want to make you aware of this, is that uh, St. Patrick's Day steadily, uh, you know, it's, it's headed right for us. We will broadcast live at the Tilted Kilt and Belted Village from 6 to 10. We'll do the show live, 6 to 10 a.m. And then from noon to 2, you'll be able to find us at the Canton Brewing Company right downtown Canton. That one's not, that one I like because it's walking distance from my house so I can pound pints and just walk right home. And uh, St. Patrick's Day being on a Friday, I like that a lot. So join us at the Tilted Kilt, also uh, the Canton Brewing Company. Happy to have you both on board for that. That's St. Patrick's Day. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live Thursday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great few days. See ya.